Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report. I'm your host, Matt, and we're back for a second time interviewing Andrea Rennick because we had some technical difficulties last time. We're blaming it on the Canadian tubes. <laughs> so what we're going to do today is interview Andrea for the second time about her journey using WordPress, what she does on a daily basis, and how she makes a living using WordPress uh, to hopefully share those thoughts and ideas uh, so you guys can all benefit from it. So hello, Andrea. Hello, Matt. <laughs> there is quite a delay again, but we're going to try to work through this one more time. So just okay. introduce... Just introduce uh, yourself to the folks and what you do uh, with WordPress. Uh, my name is Andrea Rennick. Uh, I'm known as Andrea R on the WordPress forums and on Twitter, where you see me often. And right now, I am a customer advocate at Studio Press, which is part of Coffee Blogger Media. Nice. Um, did you have an aha moment when you realized that WordPress was the way to go when you started way back? Uh, in the day? Was there a particular project or just that moment that got you into WordPress? Um, yeah, as I, when you and I were talking before, I said I migrated from um, movable type 2.6 when um, back in the day of hand coding HTML um, uphill both ways in the snow. Um, <laughs> but, and, and I, I sort of jumped around a little bit because it's, you know, you don't just want to jump on a blog platform just because that's what all your friends are using, especially back then there was no connecting them. So it was way less of an issue. So I did try out a, a few different things. And for me, um, I really liked WordPress because it was, it was so easy to use and it, it still is. And you can really dig quickly. And that's what I really liked. It was easy to get your hands dirty. Yep. Yep. When I spoke to, uh, Jesse Friedman, my very first interview, and we kind of talked about what's the best way for somebody to start jumping off into WordPress, be it a designer, developer, or somebody just trying to learn how to use it. That was his, his, his advice, was just start using it, start hacking away uh, as best as you can, kind of learn the ropes as you go. Um, and it, you know, it still rings true if you do a local install of WordPress, start playing with posts and pages, kind of learn how to get it, uh, how to get it going. And being a customer advocate at Studio Press, I'm sure that's something that you kind of deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Those very low-level questions. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it. People worried about breaking your site, but that's how I learned all this stuff was to break it, and then you figure. Yep, it's the best way. Um, so just a little bit. Yeah, of, and I find once you reassure people, that, you know, a little bit of a lag. Yeah, a little bit of a lag. That's okay. Okay. Um. So you were saying uh, people, the, the average Joe who's uh, using the WordPress uh, software, a little afraid they might break things. Right. Um, and it's a fear. They, they think they're going to break it irretrievably, that all their posts are going to be gone, everything they've worked for is going to be gone. The big white screen of death, for example. Everything's recoverable, especially if you make a backup first. So make a backup and then play away. And that usually gives them the confidence to go forward, even if it is right into a <laughs> Nice. Um, do you remember your first WordPress project or client or how you, your very first interaction with WordPress? Well, I was using it for a while before I had any... Um, but one of the, the way I sort of fell into it was I had a lot of blogging friends who wanted to tweak 
their WordPress sites and they didn't know how to do it. And while, gee, Andrea, you're, you, you're pretty smart. You have this figured out. You know how to use it. How do I do this? Um, and it went from there. It was really kind of cool, actually. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, so what came first? Was it, the, uh, was it working with StudioPress or was it creating your WP eBooks? Kind of take us down that path of what started the career uh, of, of WordPress after helping your friends. What was that next step? So, yeah, so I was helping my friends and doing more and more. And um, I fell into uh, WordPress multi-site, which was WPNU way back when, and started a homeschooling community using that. Um, got into doing that more and more and just giving back because there was literally no documentation. So I started up a blog on that, and people started to hire me out of that. And at the time, um, I wasn't looking to start a career in this. To play money. Yep. Um, my husband, Ron, he's a programmer, and um, he, he uh, was doing the corporate thing again. He had done freelancing off and on with other things. So uh, one day he came home and he said, I can't stand this anymore. Ramp up your freelancing, and when we get going a bit more, I'll quit this job, and we can do it together. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we did. So we did the freelancing, and then as that went on, we were um, doing... All right. A little bit of a lag one more and time. And some of them were out of our budget. We wanted to help. Uh-oh. <laughs> instead? No, nope, that's me. Yeah, Stop there, video. There we go. There you go. How's that working? So far, so good. Um, so... You started doing the freelance thing. Your husband wanted to get out of the corporate world. Um, that's how it started, things started kicking in. Um, how did you find these folks? So, you know, folks were hiring you for the WPMU stuff and then Studio Press. What, I mean, what's your best tip or advice for folks to, to find others uh, like a Studio Press that might want to hire them? Or how do they get noticed if they're a designer or developer or freelancer? Well, at the at the time, and I don't think we really talked about this before either. Um, the way it, I didn't really have to hunt for people quite so much, because I was in the old MU forums posting like hundreds of posts, and even when my husband was Ron was getting into it, he started releasing free plugins because I would be asking him, "How do you do this? Can you write me a plugin for this?" And he'd like, "Well, he'd write it," and then he'd say, "Oh, well, I can give back because." He knew nothing about um, GPL before this and how it worked because he was a software dev for hire. He yep. got paid and, you know, the company he worked for owned all his code. So this was a complete 180 for him too. So it was re really cool and we were really jazzed about it. So we were just constantly um, putting ourselves out there. And then you do eventually just get noticed. Yep. Do you think it's changed now, now that obviously we're here years after and WordPress has grown, you know, so, so large? And the community is so much bigger now. Do you think it's harder for that, that freelancer to get noticed uh, in the community, like, you know, as easy as it was back then? Um, in some ways, it's harder. But I think there's also a lot of people who think that it's almost too hard. So they don't say anything at all. Mm. So then they don't, you know, you don't say anything. You won't get noticed at all right. versus too many voices not being noticed. Um, but I do find to really get noticed, you have to come up with some sort of big splash. That's, that's what I'm seeing uh, for the people who are getting noticed. Either it's a big splash or they are consistently putting out really, really great content or they're just super good 
all the way around. I mean, you don't even have to be, um, you know, code ninjas like uh, Daryl Coopersmith, for example. He's somebody that I, um, I've actually met him briefly in WordCamp New York in 2009, I'm going to say. Um, and he, he, he wasn't well known then either. And he just did something It's on the tip. It was an elastic theme. I think it was, and it was crazy JavaScript stuff. And that's when everybody took notice over Coop and where he is now. Nice. Very nice. The, and this is important for any of the, you know, young freelancer, entrepreneur, startup listening to the show and your, comp- your parent company, Copyblogger, talks about this all the time. You have to put out great content. You can't just put out content for the sake of putting out content or coding for the sake of coding or making a plugin for the sake of a plugin. It has to be great. It has to be that step up above the average, the average stuff that's coming out. And that's really what's going to get you noticed. Um, WordCamps, networking, seeing people face-to-face. Do you find that to uh, be a lot more valuable than just than just Twitter or LinkedIn and the electronic social networking? Is social networking networking in person much more valuable in our field? I think it. I think it can be valuable, but at the same time, um, we're out here in the backwoods of Canada, way off in the corner, and we don't get any um, public events as we'd like to. It's usually an extra plane trip and add an extra zero onto the cost of the trip. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of, it, it's kind of added, adds that nice layer and it makes those connections a little more deeper and more meaningful, but you could still do it without those connections. I'm sure people in Europe have the same problems trying to break, tap into the, like the American um, dev side of WordPress, but they can still do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just interviewed Amber Weinberg, and she moved from the States to uh, London, and she already actually had a good base of networking friends on from Twitter and online. So when she moved out there, it was, she already kind of knew people, um, but she's in a place where there's not a lot of WordPress meetups and WordCamps and, you know, whole lot, not a whole lot going on for the WordPress side of things, so... Uh, it works uh, both ways for her. It's it's good to set up that that social networking stream. Yeah, like here, in, even in my whole province of New Brunswick, there's not um, a lot of people. There's about seven hundred and fifty thousand in the whole province. Um, so I can literally count WordPress pe- knowledgeable people on one hand, maybe a little. Nice. So it's not like we have a lot of meetups going on. Right. Um. So my next question is really geared towards the, the the freelancer who's just starting out. But with your experience as the customer advocate on StudioPress and, and maybe dealing with these folks, how do you deal with the five hundred dollar client? So, oh no, <laughs> what is the you know what is it that if you were a freelancer that you did to kind of start elevating from the that five hundred dollar? I just need this really quick help. I don't have a lot of budget money, or I don't have a lot of money in the budget. Um, and what do you see on the on the forums from Studio Press to kind of to kind of see people elevating to that next level of client? You know the answer to this one. Raise your rates. Yep. <laughs> yep. Raise pretty much all around. Because mm-hmm. huh. um, I, I find the people who are sort of um, nickel and diming, and I, and I understand the bu- budget conscious. But um, having been on both sides of the of of that sort of situation too. 
you want to get your money's worth, but at the same time, you don't, as a developer, want to be overworked. So you have to be really clear about what they're getting. And you have to be really firm about what they're getting. And this is the same as being in support. Like, what exactly does support cover this? Like, I might give you some code, but it's not the norm. I mean, I'm, I can't give you code every time you ask for it. Um, but I can tell you where to find things, right? Right. Um. Yeah, I think I lost my train of thought in there somewhere. <laughs> That's okay. Do you think it's fair? So, let's say a, a customer buys, um, you know, a, a ninety, uh, you know, one of the Studio Press themes, whatever it, uh, the cost might be. I think ninety-seven dollars with with Genesis and one of the one of the front-facing themes. Do you think it's fair if they're just an average Joe starting their their company? Is five hundred dollars a good number to consult with somebody and say? You still have to go buy a theme, so spend that ninety-seven to hundred bucks, and then consult with a freelancer, a freelance WordPress developer, or designer to help you put those pieces together. Um, is that a fair uh, number for strategy slash consulting on on getting WordPress up and running off the ground without really having to touch code and design stuff? Um, I think if they're looking for something custom, yes, and I think it's fair now whereas before like five years ago it might have seemed really pricey but the other thing I'm seeing is people don't realize when they do start their own website that it's hard work mm -hmm. and the web is harder to use we're seeing people who are on the internet all day they don't even know how to form a hyperlink without a button without a button they couldn't do it in HTML and they couldn't link to an image without the HTML and to me those are things that I think should be taught in middle school, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, computer literacy. Yep. But I might, I might have a little higher expectations. <laughs> I, think we, I think we all do, those of us that are in this field, consulting and, and dealing with the, the general public, uh, if you will. Yeah, so, so it's one of those things that I think people going into it realize it's either going to cost them in money or it's going to cost them in time, and they have to pick. Yeah. Do you ever run into that uh, wall at supporting the studio press community where the, the folks that just don't get it and just don't know how to put the pieces together, um, you know, uh, think that they either spent too much money uh, on, a, on a particular theme and, and because their lack of, of knowledge on this stuff, they just felt like they were, you know, taken advantage of or they just not the right fit. And yeah. You, yeah. What do you do with those folks once you hit that barrier? Um, well, we're super nice because sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you start digging into it. And um, I usually like commend them for realizing that they're in over their head because it takes actually a smart person to say, "Yeah, this is too much for me," instead of just trying to push and keep right. going. Right. Um, and we. There's a return policy, which is used. Um, 30 days, they can get their money back. Um, and I'm happy to refer them on to uh, basic tutorials, other developers. Maybe they're really in over their head and they should be on WordPress.com instead. Like, Because I don't like to turn people down without giving them somewhere else to go. Right. So if I can direct them elsewhere. So maybe they didn't get help from me, but they are getting help that they need, which might not have been what they thought they wanted so that at least they can keep moving. Nice.
it's it's good. It, it's great that uh, that your company offers a return policy and that you guys are super nice. I know I just I uh, forget the the lady's name who I just emailed at Studio Press um, because my you guys upgraded to the new uh, my profile or account dashboard. Right. And uh, I lost access to all my themes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just emailed it and they fixed it for me in like five minutes. So it was great. Um, yeah, that was I. Yeah, that was probably Kate, uh, Katie or Rebecca. Yeah. I think it might have been Katie. Um, yeah. So could you give us a little uh, insight to working with the Studio Press team? What's your daily routine? Do you guys, you know, have a, a meet general meetings every week? Uh, how, how do you manage your day to day? Uh, in this kind of job? Well, we have a, um, we use Skype like a lot. It's pretty much on for most of us all the time. And we have a group support chat that we hang out in and compare notes and talk about our day and say good morning and all that sort of thing. You know, like the um, work at home office cooler. Um, So we can talk privately rather than Twitter, which is public. Um, So in case there's an issue, like, you know, can I get some help on this ticket? And we have intern on our ticket system. We can add notes for each other too. And sometimes we might just give people a heads up of what's going on. Um, but yeah, it's casual and laid back. And I've been on vacation this week and they keep kicking me off Skype. And so I won't accidentally work and I really miss them. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. You have a week's vacation, I assume. I had a week's vacation. Yeah. Didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> um, in running the business and, and, and on the daily uh, or, or working for a studio press, do you have any particular weaknesses that you can identify, but they're all offset because of WordPress as, as it is, as a piece of software, or because of the WordPress community, something that you can lean on that you might not be uh, very strong <laughs> with? <laughs> Here's my dirty little secret. I cannot code my way out of a paper bag. Um, I, I can read the code sort of understand what the code is doing as long as it's a short little snippet or like a little tiny function. Um, not really sure what an object class is. Any of the higher level programming stuff is way over my head, but I know where to find the information. And I know out there somewhere there's usually a plugin that somebody has written. Or sometimes I'll just turn to Ron and I'll just do what I call a sanity check. I'm like, is this right? And he'll correct me or not, or tell me where to go look. <laughs> so yeah, the community is great that way that we can, for the people who don't code, like me, um, the, the, the number of people willing to share their knowledge is really good. And I mean, I like sharing and, and passing on information. And it's really nice to see there's so many other people like me who are willing to do that. Very nice. Uh, the next set of questions is specifically about WordPress, and we might have already started touching on the answer, but maybe not. What is it about WordPress that enables you to make a living using it? Is it the software? Is it the community? Is it a whole bunch of stuff all in one? Um, it would definitely have to be twofold, both the software. It was free, so it was easy to get up and running. Um, well, it was free and easy, but I mean free is in... I, I was free to take it apart all I wanted and give back and figure out all that stuff. And also the community, because without the community, it's just, it would be really dry, I think. And I think it's really the community is what makes WordPress so great. Not mm-hmm. just software, but the community of impassioned users, even when we're arguing about things. 
and snipping over tiny little functions we think should be done better. It, when you stand back and have a look at, wow, we've like 3.5 just came out and there was, you know, 100, 150, 200 people involved in that, some in tiny ways, some in big ways. And when you stop and think, wow, we all did this, we all did this and it runs. 17% of the web. This this is just it's just crazy. I mean, where where else in the world does does that happen like that? It just doesn't. Right. Other open source pro, uh, projects, but you you try to explain to somebody who isn't in it and it's just you, you, there's no words, really. Yeah. I mean, you're doing this thing that's just huge. Yep. As my my very first open source community experience was with Drupal and DrupalCon in Boston. I forget how many years ago that was, but that was my first experience going to an event um, and just seeing the folks that were just, you know, working on contributing to core and building modules for Drupal and, and just the excitement. It was just, and that was just one, it was blown, just blown away by that kind of community feel, um, you know, and now being more involved in WordPress, it was definitely, you know, seeing the same thing happen at a much greater scale and WordPress meetups and camps that happen every month, every week, depending on where you are. Um, so it's amazing. It really is amazing. Yeah, it's just like we have this this funny little thing. Sometimes we joke about in support. Buddy will phrase a question. Um, is it possible to do such and such? And, such? and internally, we a couple of us, our immediate answer to that is, well, it's PHP. Anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it's not great. what they were asking. But yeah, it's possible, and that's the thing. It's yep, it's possible. Yep. Uh, so all that good stuff said about WordPress. What's your one gripe about WordPress, and how do you think it can improve in that area? <clears throat> how do I think they can improve it? Probably, and I know they're continually working on this, but making it even more straightforward for new users to get up and running quickly. Um, I know for, for most of its existence, the, one of the biggest complaints is if you don't know what you're doing, it, it can be hard to get going, but in comparison to some other programs, it's, it's a lot easier than say Drupal or Joomla, which is another thing that we explored at one time. Um, and recently I looked at another CMS and, um, Somebody had said this was easy. I'm, I'm sorry. Bless me, WordPress, for I have sinned. I went and I in, in, um, installed another CMS just to try out. Uh, but it oh, did a lot of things. Do you remember the name of it? Ah, not off the top of my head. I wish I could. It did, it did a lot of WordPress did, does. Um, but for me, where it failed was just trying to get it installed. And you had to build a theme when you installed it. I'm like, and you want to compete with WordPress? Dude, yeah. this, is, this is where you're falling flat. Yeah. Interesting. The, yeah. So let me ask you this question, and, and it really, I really started thinking about this probably two weeks ago, and then I interv interviewed Andy Stratton uh, of WP Maintainer a couple days ago, and we, we talked about it a little bit. The dot-com, uh, and actually another, I interviewed Brian Castle of, of uh, Restaurant Engine, which is a website for creating... Uh, yeah. restaurant themes on WordPress, hosted WordPress themes on WordPress. Um, uh, WordPress.com has launched 
or starting to do this vertical of like restaurant themes and other different verticals of themes. Right. Do you think that's competitive to folks in our space, especially folks like, like a studio press who's selling themes already or folks like, like us who are, we're designing and, and providing WordPress services. Do you think it's slightly competitive in, in the sense? Um, any thoughts on that? I think it's in terms of being competitive. I think it's more like a healthy competition. Okay. Um, if anything, it would get new people into the fold of WordPress that maybe had not considered it before. That's where I think the good thing is. I don't think it's going to be a huge competitor for of the other services that are doing things like that. Like StudioPress, we sell themes that you can buy on WordPress.com as part of their premium theme upgrade. You can go there and there's a few select themes from StudioPress that you can buy and they're, they're available there. So like, for example, if we built a uh, restaurant theme, and I'm just pulling this out of my hat, I have no idea. If we built a restaurant theme and, and went to Automatic and said, could, could we sell this theme on WordPress.com, then they could include that in their vertical. So that's a win-win for both. See, I'm, I'm of the mind that I think in all this competition, there's um, ways we can work together. And with a little bit of jiggling sometimes, we can all sort of fit. Mm-hmm. Because, um, with their verticals and their hosted offerings, they're still offering the um, hosted version. And there's still going to be people who want more than that or who need more than that. That's a good point. That's a good point. And, and, and I'll throw another monkey wrench into that and – or. Uh, to kind of expand on this thought, and I saw yesterday that VIP introducing a new enterprise level for much less money than their than their typical enterprise VIP level at five hundred dollars a month for hosted. Do you think that WordPress.com is going to start eventually lowering that barrier and getting that small business to pay a little bit more money for extra support on their hosting? Do you see that being uh, an issue as well? Yeah, I can't see them going any any lower than this small enterprise sort of level. I can't see anything lower than that sort of being worth their time. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. If they started competing with like regular web hosts that you know twenty five dollars a month, they they oh they'd need to be like triple in size. Yeah. 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 I mean, in terms of people hiring. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That would probably spread them out a little too thin um, business-wise. Yeah. Great. Um, So where should people start? Or actually, first I should say, uh, can you talk a little bit more about your experience with the WordPress community, giving hugs, stuff like that, (laughs) Um, and, and that connection to WordPress community, you know, individuals who freelance, and kind of the great stuff that comes from that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm the crazy person at all the WordCamps who is out in the lobby at WordCamps making sure everybody's having a good time. And did you meet this person over here? And would you like a hug? And if I've seen you a couple times before, I'm squeezing squeezing your waist really hard and giving those <laughs> big hugs. Because um, I'm happy to see you. I really am. Um, yeah, and I do a lot of uh, volunteer stuff with WordPress. And we have a new team formed called the community team just to be virtual signposts and because people they want they get the fever with WordPress and they want to become involved and they don't know where to start so the community team uh, which I'm a part of with Jane uh, will be doing some more work in the new year about uh, directing people where they want to go if they want to contribute uh, coming up ways for people who are non-coders to contribute and highlighting those ways 
um, helping contributors themselves contribute because some people find there's some hurdles. So we're going to see if we can come up with ways to address that. Um, and just make it more of a, a warmer, welcoming place because I, I do, I've talked to a few people who have felt like it's really an outsider looking in and they try to, they find it really hard to break break in like re before when we were saying put yourself out there for so for a lot of people not for an extrovert like me but for a lot of people that's a huge step you know you don't want to put yourself out there and then get mocked for your code with like the doing it wrong hashtag I mean we could some yes you can do stuff really wrong but there's a nice way to explain that to people sort of an educational hey dude you know don't write your code like this here's a better way you could do that that's 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 how we would prefer these things and that's how I think these things should be explained oh my god dude you're just horrible of a coder oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not very friendly <laughs> <laughs> no it's not it's not nice <laughs> a few of the, the other folks that I have I've interviewed had said that you know stated that they are introverts and when they go to these events that they are afraid to see or to, to put themselves out there. And one of the things that I've, no, I've noticed that myself going to, especially when I went to WordCamp New York, that there was a pretty good divide between, um, you know, the folks that didn't want to say anything. It looked like they had the questions, like they wanted to raise their hand, they, they, they didn't. Um, like they wanted to approach the automaticians or, you know, some people from, you know, known companies like a studio press. I think WP Engine was there. Just kind of afraid that they know that there are these folks out in the community, but they're afraid to approach them. Do you think that that it's just a I'm kind of afraid to approach you, or is there some kind of like divide or faction between the cool people versus the other folks? Well, that's 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 funny. You should say like the cool people during the other f and and everybody else because I've had people come up to me and they're like really shy and like excuse me. Andrea, I just I just wanted to say hi. And I'm like, oh my god, I remember you. It's just <laughs> we've, we've interacted. Remember all these people, which is really weird. And and then they relax. And I, you know, if if I think what I would want to say to people if they're afraid of approaching what we would call the cool crowd, like none of the cool crowd thinks they're cool. We we all think we're these dorky geeks that at any minute somebody's going to come up and say, hey, you, you're not supposed to be here. Really, I'm telling you, we all feel this way, that, that it's somehow a fluke that we're some big name here. And it's, it's the way I explain it to people is uh, I'm kind of a medium-sized name in a very tiny corner of the Internet. You know, it, it seems like a big deal until you, until you go wider and then you just kind of get knocked down a little. So, yeah, just go say hi to these people. They're, they want you to say hi, you know. That's yeah. why they're there. They're there to, to meet people and to hear what you're doing and and that's how these things grow they they want you to approach them and if you have questions on how can i get involved they're more than happy to say hey yeah we got a job just for you what do you like doing yeah okay you come you can come help us over here nice now is that kind of what the uh the new community uh initiative is all about is helping these folks and kind of get comfortable with all all this good stuff yeah exactly exactly like i i, I joked on twitter i was thinking about it one day out loud on twitter and um, I joked that I should probably write a little blog post called um, Contributing to Core for Introverts. And I actually got an insane amount of responses saying that was a really good idea. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's, <laughs> great. <a> -do -list. <laughs> That's great. Do-list. That's great. All right. Where, where, and, and kind of to wrap up the, the question and answer series, the, uh, where should people look uh, that are starting out in WordPress to start honing in and improving their skills? 
things like the community uh, initiative, hacking away with WordPress? What do you have for those folks? There is, yeah, if they want to figure out what's going on in like a regular development cycle and keep tabs, there's make.wordpress.org. And you'll see on the front page the feeds of all the different sort of teams. Um, you can pick your interest and uh, follow along, watch from home for a while, see how the flow goes. With This is like the sort of in-between IRC chats type discussion. And you can hop onto IRC during the idle times or uh, post Post uh, weekly chat is also a good time if you have questions. Like as soon as the development chat gets over, people usually hang around a bit to a answer a few more questions. Um, nice. The forum as well, you can always hang out there. Twitter is really active. Um, Google Plus is forming lots of communities. There's no official WordPress community there, but there are a lot going on if you wanted to congregate there too. So there are, and there are no, they just released the community feature. And I saw like three or four different WordPress communities. There's no official one yet, right? No official one yet. That's right. Okay. You know if Google even has like a verification process coming for that stuff? I, I don't know. I don't know. They did for pages, I think. But other, for the communities, I'm not sure. I haven't investigated mm. enough to see what was going on. Yeah. Interesting. That's great. All right. So let's jump into the old lightning round where I'll ask you a series of questions. And you will have a series of answers. So, okay, I have, I have my buzzer ready. <laughs> awesome. Um, so the one plugin that you cannot live without? Domain mapping. Uh, the best business career advice you've ever received? Uh, raise your rates. <laughs> oh, do what you love as well. Okay. Um, the longest a client project, or in your case, maybe trouble ticket, has been open or taken? Uh, uh, we have had a client go on for more than a year, I think two. Wow. Two, two would be that the, was the, the highest one I've heard so far. Somewhere between a year to two years. If Ron was here, he'd be, he'd be able to refresh my memory because he tra keeps track of the numbers. But it was, it was about double too long. <laughs> Um, if you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be and why? Uh, uh, either movable type or expression engine. Mm, nice. Uh, a quote, a particular quote that you live or work by. This, it's funny you should ask that because for the past few years when we um, started the freelancing, I picked uh, a word that, that I would uh, – print out or um, draw out because I'm artistic and stick it above my desk or a phrase. So at, I noticed after the first couple years I started doing this, it kind of fit into a theme because it started out be awesome and then it was ship it. And I think this year it's going to be right. Ah, very nice. Very Just nice. keep on writing. Yeah. Good one. I uh, have not done enough of that. <laughs> um, what's the one question I didn't ask you that I should have? Uh, I got the community in this time, second time around. <laughs> I want to say what color is your hair this week, but <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the one question you asked that you, should, that you didn't? Uh, what's the exciting thing you're going to do today on your day off? Well, I made the Rice Krispie Squares already. Oh, very nice. <laughs> and I have finished decorating the tree. Nice. 
But what I really need to do is update my personal blog, which hasn't been updated in literally months. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I'm kind of dreading that. <laughs> Go back to the book. Like, remember I said write? I have to write. Yes. <laughs> Great. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to do the second round of interview a little bit more technical issues, but that's okay. People are just going to see my face and hear you uh, for a good 30 minutes. <laughs> um, oh, no. So uh, I do appreciate it. Where can folks find you on the web, and how can they say thanks? They can find me on Twitter mostly is the easiest way. I also hang out on Google+. Just type in Andrea Rennick. You will find me. Uh, those are the two fastest ways to find me and you can also if you just wanted to drop me a line go to ronandandrea.com under the contact forum and just say hey that's awesome awesome all right andrea everyone go and say thank you to andrea that's at andrea <laughs> underscore r because i think it broke up when you said that before uh -oh. um so go thank her for doing the interview we really appreciate some awesome stuff here so andrea thanks again i'll see you soon <laughs>